Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you check them out and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guests uh, Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. We'll also visit with Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and we'll visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. It is March the 16th, and on this day in 1802, the United States Military Academy, the first military school in the United States, was founded by Congress for the purpose of educating and training young men in the theory and practice of military science. Located at West Point, New York, the U.S. Military Academy is often simply known as West Point. Located at the high west bank of New York's Hudson River, West Point was the site of Revolutionary-era fort built to protect the Hudson River Valley from British attack. In 1780, uh, Patriot General Benedict Arnold, the commander of the fort, agreed to surrender West Point to the British in exchange for 6,000 pounds. However, the plot was uncovered before it fell in British hands, and uh, Arnold fled to the British for protection. Ten years after the establishment of the U.S. Military Academy in 1802, the growing threat of another war with Great Britain resulted in congressional action to expand the Academy's facilities and increase the West Point Corps. Uh, Beginning in 1817, the U.S. Military Academy was reorganized by Superintendent Sylvanus Thayer, later known as the father of West Point, and the school became one of the nation's finest sources of civil engineers. During the Mexican-American War, West Point graduated, graduates filled the lead uh, ranks of victorious U.S. forces with the outbreak of the Civil War. Former West Point grad, um, uh, classmates regrettably uh, lined up against one another in the defense of their native states. In 1877, the first African-American cadet graduated from the U.S. Military Academy, and in 1976, the first female cadet was admitted. <clears throat> The Academy is now under the general direction and supervision of the Department of Army, U.S. Army, and has an enrollment of more than 4,000 students. 1802, West Point was founded. Well, General uh, Governor Ron DeSantis announced over $46.6 million to conserve nearly 21,000 acres across Florida, with four of the five designated properties being part of the Wildlife Corridor. Quarter is a network of lands and waters that are home to hundreds of species at risk of going extinct. <clears throat> uh, good stewardship, <clears throat> excuse me, please. <clears throat> good stewardship of Florida natural resources by conserving the uh, natural lands for the future generations is a top priority for our administration, said DeSantis. Uh, this action will protect our water resources, enhance wildlife and habitat connections, and provide additional recreation opportunities for our residents and visitors. The funds will be used for purposes like protecting and expanding habitats, expanding recreation, and linking and buffering existing lands. Those approvals mark a crucial moment in a uh, permanently protecting and creating a a landscape corridor, providing safe habitat for wide-ranging and sensitive species, he said. I think it's a good move. Uh, I don't think people gave uh, Governor DeSantis enough credit for being uh, really a protector of the environment. He certainly is. And in addition to that, he's he's expected to announce an alliance with 18 states today. Uh, The group aims to push back against President Biden's environmental, social, corporate governance, or his ESG agenda. Uh, Each of these states is expected to commit to initiating state-level efforts to protect individuals from ESG movement and contemplating measures such as stripping state pensions and investments from companies that follow this environmental, social, and governance model, according to the press release by the Washington Examiner, actually. This is so interesting. You know, Larry Fink... Head of BlackRock. We're not hearing him talk about the ESG movement too much anymore because a lot of funds have already been pulled away from him because he's one of the champions of this movement. 
I think I don't think he will be uh, much longer. It's a bad idea. It's really a stupid idea. And uh, all companies should focus on profitability, on uh, customer service, uh, uh, employee satisfaction. Uh, they don't need other metrics uh, to do their uh, get their job done. Uh, yesterday, the market got creamed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell as a concern over banking crisis spreading into Europe or pressured the broader market. The Dow ended up down only 280 points, or 0.9%. Uh, the S&P dropped uh, substantially as well. The Nasdaq actually eked out a small gain. The major averages ended the day well off their lo- session lows. At one point, the Dow was down 725 points. The indices uh, regained some ground in the afternoon trading following an announcement from Swiss regulator and the country's central bank would give Credit Suisse liquidity if necessary. Investors were concerned that after the Saudi National Bank, Credit Suisse's largest investor said he could not provide any more funding. Uh, the news came after the Swiss leader lender uh, said earlier in the week that it had found certain material weaknesses in the internal controls of the financial reporting. Uh, U.S. Uh, big bank shares declined in sympathy with Credit Suisse and the European bank sector. Citigroup slid uh, slid uh, 5.4 percent. Wells Fargo down 3 percent. So a lot of all the financials got creamed as well. Tough time in the market right now. And one of America's leading audit firms, KPMG, one of the big four, is defending giving both Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank a clean bill of health just days before the collapsed. they collapsed last weekend. The banks imploded when customers rushed to withdraw their savings in panic-fueled bank runs. The two banks collapsed shortly after the respective annual reports were certified by KPMG. Uh, KPMG is one of the uh, so-called big four accounting firms. Uh, Paul Knopp, or Knopp, CEO of uh, KPMG's U.S. operations, said he stands by the firm's audit work on SVB and Signature. Well, you know, an audit doesn't necessarily, you know, they simply approve the uh, the uh, uh, reports. They <laughs> necessarily say that necessarily that it was a sound bank. But I suspect that uh, this is going to splash on them as well. Well, U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz told lawmakers on Wednesday that the U.S. Border Patrol doesn't have operational control of the border. During a Homeland Security Committee field hearing in McAllen, Texas, House Committee on Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green noted that the formal definition of operational control, according to law, is the prevention of all unlawful entries into the United States, including entries by terrorists, other unlawful aliens, instruments of terrorism, narcotics, and other contraband. When asked directly if the U.S. had operational control of the entire U.S.-Mexico border, Ortiz replied, No, sir. Ortiz uh, also said the inability to repatriate migrants who illegally crossed the border back to their home countries has been a tremendous challenge during the Biden administration. Green said the State Department has allowed the return agreements for migrants apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border to expire rather than renegotiating them. Green asked Ortiz if those expired agreements had made it harder for law enforcement to uh, send migrants back to their home countries. Our inability to repatriate individuals to certain countries in the, is a tremendous challenge. I would agree with that, Ortiz said. Ortiz was also asked if he supports reinstating Remain in Mexico policy and extending the Title 42 restrictions. I support any policy that's going to allow us to repatriate individuals back to their home country, he said. Every policy that allows us to repatriate or to reduce the flow of migrants is certainly going to increase our operational effectiveness and our ability to control that border. And, of course, uh, Mayorkas, Alejandro uh, Mayorkas, said that, yeah, the border's under control, so it's pretty clear that uh, he's uh, opened him out, himself up to impeachment, in my opinion. Probably not going to happen. <clears throat> in fact, I think uh, uh, a Florida Congressman Getz uh, said that uh, they just didn't have the votes. It's a shame. The guy's just not doing his job. Well, uh, congressional investigators have identified a labyrinth 
of at least a dozen bank accounts that were used to funnel money from foreign sources to Joe Biden's family and uncovered the first evidence that some funds went to the benefit of the future president, the chairman of the House Oversight uh, Committee said. It's getting very close to Joe Biden, said James Comer. Uh, In a wide-ranging interview, Comer said his investigators were finally allowed to see suspicious activity reports filed with the Treasury Department by banking Banks flagging Biden's family overseas business transactions dating back years. Whistleblowers have also augmented those financial records with testimony. Uh, Comer, the uh, Kentucky Republican, said the new evidence makes clear that several members of the Biden family were involved in receiving or forwarding foreign money and that some of the money came from places other than widely reported sources in China, Russia, and Ukraine. He cited the United Arab Emirates, Emirates, as one of the new areas of investigative interest, the uh, Middle East, that's very underreported, especially with Jim Biden, the president's brother, Comer said. He had a lot of deals in the Middle East, and we know about a lot of those deals because a lot of them are in federal bankruptcy court right now, he said. And there's one other story here. I don't know if, if any of these business deals ever lasted. I mean, they were all scams and schemes and failures. So why would people continue to support the family massive amounts of, with massive amounts of money? Because they don't have any expertise. Uh, we were getting something. In, were they getting something in return? And if so, Joe Biden would be the primary suspect because I don't think these other folks, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, or any of the family members of the Biden family can actually do something on behalf of the government. But Joe Biden could, and that's why we're investigating this, Comer said. He said the investigators have identified over a dozen accounts, at least, that maybe, and maybe more, through which foreign money flowed to the family, and the committee is now in the process of subpoenaing the records <clears throat> directly from the banks. Money flowed to several family members, including one who has escaped any public notice, he said, declining to be more specific. We identified a a very new Biden family member that I honestly never would have suspected would have been a recipient of the big paycheck from an account that was funded through two individuals closely aligned with the Communist Chinese Party, Comer said. So I think you're going to find that there are many Biden family members that were involved in these schemes. Um. It's getting very close to the president. We'll see how this all ends up. Uh, fortunately, we have the facts. We've got the receipts now. Uh, we have proof of what uh, the Biden family and Joe Biden has have done. He certainly wasn't distanced from his son's business, uh, which was a lie. So uh, see how this all turns out. Hopefully, it will lead to justice and uh, the rule of law uh, dominating the situation. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Mm-hmm. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by InternationalHealthPlans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. You want to be able to travel with confidence, and you should uh, fill those gaps. Make sure that you have what you need. Go to InternationalHealthPlans.com. InternationalHealthPlans.com. Coming up, uh, we're going to be uh, visiting with Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Right now we have with us Keith Flaw, co-founder and CEO of uh, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're a, a grassroots alliance a coalition now of, of well over 100 groups across Florida. Uh, we have 250,000, uh, actually a little more than 250,000, uh, folks in our active uh, database that support what we do. Uh, we focus on K-12 education. Uh, very involved right now in the legislative cycle, uh, trying to get some uh, good bills passed that protect our kids from the indoctrination and uh, some of this excess sexually explicit material. We're also big fans of uh, school choice, so expanding uh, um, you know, school choice options for parents is a big deal to us. Certainly is, and I, I'll say that uh, you've been in business, I think, for 11 years, if I'm not mistaken, and you've gone from being a voice uh, petitioning congressman in the legislature to uh, pass certain legislature leg- legislation. You've been persistent, building relationships, and now so effective. I really see the Florida Citizens Alliance and, and the leadership as having tremendous influence on the positive change in public education here in Florida. So I want to congratulate you for that. Well, thank you. We've uh, we built a good team, a strong team, and uh, we I think we really are making a difference. So, so thanks. let's let's talk about. Uh, well, of course, we're right now moving. We are in the legislative session, and uh, what is your priorities, and how are you doing? Well, uh, we've got a number of priorities: uh, expanding school choice. Uh, there's a education savings account uh, that's. Actually, was heard yesterday in the Senate. There's uh, a Senate and House version that are coming together, and I won't get into the details of it and to say that uh, it really does open up uh, and provide every child in Florida the opportunity for a, a uh, scholarship to go to a private school and, and in some cases, homeschool their, their kids. We're, we're still fighting to improve that bill a little bit. Uh, we'd like to see it not. Uh, require uh, homeschool families to take uh, government tests. Uh, we're probably going to, frankly, we're probably going to lose that battle. The legislature, wants, this is interesting, the legislature wants to track homeschool families so they can use it to show how much better they're doing than government schools. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, and that, that really is the rationale for why they're uh, requiring homeschool kids to take government tests. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, interesting um, indeed. Yeah, and and the, the other part of that bill that we're fighting to to improve is right now it doesn't overtly protect um, either private school or homeschool family from uh, selecting whatever curriculum they like, whether it's uh, you know a religious based curriculum or not. And so we would like the bill to be uh, open and supportive of giving the parents choice on that curriculum. So 
Um, that's the other major element that we're trying to get into the bill to improve it. Well, that's um, a must, so, isn't it? I mean, it, oh, it, otherwise... In our been... opinion, <laughs> in our opinion, it is. Uh, one of our team members had a, a brief uh, discussion uh, actually on Wednesday with uh, yesterday with uh, Speaker Renner, and he says he's going to fix that, so we'll see. Um, Good. The uh, you know, Some of the other bills that I think your, your listeners might be involved in you remember last year there was a major brouhaha uh, by the leftover, um, the the uh, education bill uh, that, that left job uh, to don't say gay. Yes, uh, you'll remember it was for pre it was for K kindergarten through third grade. Uh, yesterday in the Senate uh, and in the House, uh, the bills are moving forward in both chambers uh, that would make that pre K all the way to eighth grade. Wonderful. And so uh, that's very positive. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, and again, I won't get into the detail, but there's another parallel bill that uh, has already been put together in, in the Senate version that defines sex as uh, tied to your chromosomes, uh, very clearly states that there are only two binary sexes, and it prohibits the use of uh, pronouns. So, um, the kids can't be required to state their pronouns, and teachers are prohibited from uh, using their pronouns uh, in, in the schools. So, um, returning to sanity, but, Keith. That sounds that <laughs> sounds very encouraging. You know, I read a story about uh, I think it was the University of South Florida, where one student wanted to get some help and participate in a, a mental health uh, uh, discussion. And uh, he was prohibited because he wasn't a person of color. How are we doing on that stuff on the university level? Well, there's uh, actually the governor just held a, 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 a conference call. Uh, it was open uh, by invitation uh, earlier in the week with, at the university level. It was it turned out to be a panel discussion, but in that he announced uh, that, the, that the higher ed here in Florida, there are two bills, parallel bills in both chambers uh, that he's strongly supporting that actually are targeted at stopping uh, CRT and the whole woke uh, ideology uh, in our universities. And of course, that has a major impact at the university level, but it also trickles down into oh, yeah. uh, K through 12 because the, many of the teachers coming out of those teachers' colleges are, uh, you know, are woke. So, um, and he was, uh, I mean, he certainly indicated that those bills would be moving through both chambers and, and he would support them, so I expect that's, that that's a, very encouraging, Keith. That's yeah. very encouraging. I, you know, this woke stuff—they're kind of like cockroaches. They're so hard to get rid of. <laughs> but, but I, this legislation, I think, is going to help. So, I, again, I just want to acknowledge you for the great work that you're doing uh, in uh, supporting the improvement of uh, public education. The proof of the pudding, of course, is in the tasting, and uh, we we rank—I think it's third in the nation, if I'm not mistaken—in the quality of public education across the United States. So that's come a long way in the last decade, I think in large part because of the work of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you've got an event coming up. Yeah, we're working with a local group here on Marco Island. It's really for all of Southwest Florida. It's called uh, uh, Worship on the Rock. Uh, it is uh, uh, it, it, the city council here invested in building a, a, a band shell, a really kind of cool band shell on our Veterans Park. And so this is going to be the first major concert. Uh, it's put on by Greater Good Marco. Uh, we're, we're lending our full support uh, to the event. Uh, there'll be a concert on the Saturday, uh, the, the 25th of March. Um, and and the, uh, the concert uh, will be um, Meredith Andrews. Uh, and then on the following Sunday, the 26th, at the Marco Allen Country Club, uh, there'll be a, a, a special a VIP session uh, with a fellow by the name of Eric, Eric Metaxas. Um, so we're putting our full support behind um, th th that effort, and uh, we'd just love to have anybody in southwest Florida uh, uh, buy tickets and, uh, and show up. All right, so that, go to uh, goflca.com is the website, and... Uh, it's a very robust website. You find out about education in Florida, about this event, as well as uh, making a contribution to this terrific organization. Again, Florida Citizens Alliance, goflca.com. Keith, really appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
Yeah, thank you, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, well, that's a wrap, I should say, on this uh, segment. I want to move now to uh, Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the president and founder of Less Government. Right now we have with us Michael Cannon. Michael is the director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here, Bob. Michael, tell us about the Cato Institute. The Cato Institute is a libertarian think tank in Washington, D.C. We've been around since 1977, and we advocate the... uh, ideals of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. A worthwhile cause, indeed. The Cato is a Cato.org is the website, C-A-T-O.org. I understand there's a a kind of a dust-up in Texas about uh, independent or individual nurse practitioners. Right. So uh, this is uh, an issue that comes up in all states. How much Uh, How many uh, tasks, how many services should nurse practitioners be able to perform uh, under the law? And should they be able to practice independently? Or Mm -hmm. should they have to work under the supervision of physicians? About 24 states, uh, I believe including Florida, allow nurse practitioners to practice independently. Uh, Texas is not one of those states, but there's a legislator in Texas a Democrat who wanted to introduce, who has introduced legislation to allow independent practice for nurse practitioners. And uh, this is a particularly important issue for uh, patients in rural areas where they might not have a doctor nearby. A nurse practitioner can provide low-cost, more convenient primary care, which is within their, you know, the scope of the skills and the training that they've received. and so they can expand access to care in rural areas, also make it le- more affordable uh, everywhere because nurse practitioners cost less than doctors do. And they perform and, and they do just as well providing primary care as physicians do at a lower cost. Well, so this legislator is having a press conference with some patients from rural areas talking about how important this would be. 
when someone disrupted their press conference. Hmm. Someone came and spoke over them and basically hijacked the press conference to say that this bill is a bad idea. Now, I'll give you one guess who that might have been. Well, I would suggest it's got something to do with the medical lobby and probably has uh, with a lot of doctors behind it. The medical lobby in Texas, when we say the medical lobby, what we mean is the lobby for physicians. And in Texas, that is the Texas Medical Association. Yeah. They represent not all physicians in Texas, but a, you know, a, a chunk of them. And they oppose the, this sort of legislation. Uh, the, the stated reason, the reason they give, is that uh, nurse practitioners have to practice under the supervision of a physician because otherwise uh, they will jeopardize patients' health. It just so happens that nurse practitioners in Texas have to currently have to uh, uh, have a physician supervise them. There's a law that requires it, and that just happens to also to require nurse practitioners to pay those physicians for that uh, supervision arrangement. Mm. So the Texas Medical Association and its members have a financial conflict of interest here, uh, and and uh, what what stands out to me though is how brazen they were that they would interrupt a press conference that a legislator was holding to say, no, 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 no. Uh, this, is, uh, this is our opportunity to get our message. Uh, and uh, I, I think that what they've probably done is just steal that legislator's resolve to get this legislation passed. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> a couple comments. First of all, I would imagine, uh, for example, that uh, you're not going to let a nurse individual or independent nurse practitioner uh, do heart surgery. There's going to be limits on the amount of things that uh, a, per, a nurse could do. I mean, certainly a lot of it is just procedural and it doesn't need a doctor's supervision. And I'm, I'm, I don't even want to try and itemize those things, but it just makes common sense. But the second observation I'd like to make is that no matter what profession, you're going to find uh, regulations that protect those uh, the financial interests of those in the profession, and it doesn't matter whether it's architecture or or uh, 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 architectural design, whatever it might be. Uh, there's going to be this type of activity, and uh, it they just start screaming like uh, like uh, little pigs, piglets. But uh, we should we should try and do away with as many of these regulations as we can, and allow the people to benefit financially as well as uh, more accessible health care. That's right. And, uh, you know, the opponents, of this, to be fair to opponents of this legislation, they point to one study uh, of emergency departments that found that nurse practitioners in emergency departments don't do as well as physicians do, uh, on average. And uh, the patient, they say the patient outcomes weren't as good, and uh, the nurse practitioners ended up spending more money on tests and that sort of thing. And uh, uh, and so there should not be full practice authority for nurse practitioners. Yeah. A couple things about that. One of them is that study found that some nurse practitioners did do better than some of the doctors in the emergency department. Right. That should that should that study the the medical lobby the physician lobby should not be citing that study. They should be terrified of that study. Yeah. Uh, and so, because, you know what, if some of the nurse practitioners were not doing as well, fine. Don't have them practice independently or practice in emergency departments at all. Right. But as you say, most of the, uh, or, or, or this debate is not about whether nurse practitioners should practice independently in emergency departments. It's about whether they should be able to uh, ba provide basic primary care within the scope of their training uh, in a more affordable way than, right. uh, than, than physicians do or than nurse practitioners can do when they have to make those side payments to physicians. So it makes all the sense in the world to me. And it, you know, <clears throat> it kind of reminds me of the uh, teachers' union <clears throat> trying to lobby and, and say that they're going to make education better here in the United States than they do anything but. And uh, this is another good example of how regulations are getting in the way of, uh, again, good care and uh, good finance as well. So, my God, this is so interesting. What's the outcome going to be? Well, you know, I, I think that eventually uh, we're going to get liberalization in all 50 states. We're going to get 
nurse practitioners uh, or legislation allowing nurse practitioners to practice independently, as I mentioned, 24 states already allow that. And you don't see any sort of horrific outcomes in those states. What you see is more affordable medical care. Uh, ultimately, what I'd like to see is just, just the government getting rid of medical licensing entirely because it has driven up the cost of medical care to the benefit of uh, physicians and at the expense of patients. Uh, but worse than that, I believe it has reduced the quality of care. And the purpose of licensing is to improve quality. Yeah. But it has, in fact, reduced the quality of care. And maybe we could talk about the reasons for that on some, at some future date. Absolutely. Again, Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. This has been such an interesting conversation, Michael. I genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime, Bob. Take care. You too. Thank you. All right, coming up, <clears throat> we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather in more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website dignitymemorial.com. That's www.dignitymemorial.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I want to tell you about the Optima Foundation is presenting its inaugural Education Freedom Gala. It's coming up on March the 26th, Sunday evening. It's going to be at the Ritz-Carlton at Naples Tiburon. And I hope you'll check it out because it's going to be a lot of fun. It's an evening with Greg Gutfeld. 
Cocktail receptions begins at 6, and dinner in the program begins at 7. We're even going to have uh, our uh, U.S. Congressman Byron Donalds there as well. So it's going to be a celebration of uh, celebration of school choice and education. I hope you check out at Optima.Foundation, Optima.Foundation. We have with us Seton Modley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seton. I hope you're doing well. Doing well, thank you. Excellent. Tell us about less government. Now, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and government doesn't. (laughs) Still trying to expand all the time. So, uh, you wrote a really interesting column. It's, uh, It's called... Big tech, big bank, and bailouts. Leftists now love Big Brother and the man. This is really clever. Tell us about it. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm 51 now, and I find myself using terms. I, I, when I was, I had every Led Zeppelin album when I was eight. Huh. Um, so I was, I was always at least 10 years ahead of my chronology anyway. So now I, I wrote this column. I'm like, well, Jesus, does anybody under the age of 30 know what Big Brother and the man were, you know, in the 60s? Um, of course, Big Brother was co-opted from George Orwell in 1984. Sure. And it, it represented the government. And, you know, they, 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 the left, the hippies didn't, the hippies in the 60s, which was the left, the, the you know, the beginning of the, end of the Democrat Party is a re- rational party, because um, they ended up, they, they now took over the, the Democrat Party. But anyway, they hated Big Brother, you know, leave me alone, Big Brother, leave us alone. And then, of course, the man was, um, you know, a, a Big Brother and Big Business. Right. You know, it was just any, any authority figure. Stick it to the man was the phrase. Right. And that was the left mantra, stick it to the man and... Um, you know, uh, in fact, there's a great movie called Undercover Brother but with Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle plays this ultra hardcore left wing black radical. And he and, and the, the enemy in the movie is called the man. <laughs> that's the that's the bad. That's the bad entity that is the bad guy entity in the movie. So. You know, that's who they opposed. They didn't want government. You know, they, they had the free speech movement. It was an actual free speech movement. They wanted, they were pushing to get their radical views heard on campuses and, and, and elsewhere in society. And, you know, you know, flash forward even to the early 2010s, we had the Occupy Wall Street yeah. movement, which was anti-big, uh, you know, anti-Wall Street, anti-big business. They chanted, "We are the ninety-nine percent," meaning the errors of the upper one percent. Yeah, were, were, were the, they never the one percent never paid for them. It was you know it was it was dumped on the ninety-nine percent to clean up after them, and that was ten years ago. And now everything you know it's you know I I said Donald Trump took the political etches sketch and just shook the heck out of it. Yeah, and it's now completely redrawn and it was coming i mean he didn't single-handedly do it but he finished what had started right and so now you've got the left defending big tech who are the biggest businesses in the history of the planet they're defending big government at every turn you know the free speech movement that started in the 60s is now a censor conservative movement right and they want to censor everybody and you have Big government and big tech working together to censor people. What happened to the free speech movement? Um, you know, and and ultimately, what I said was, you don't oppose Big Brother and the Man when you've become Big Brother and the Man. It's such an interesting and that's insight. What's happened? They, they they they've taken over all the institutions they were railing against fifty years ago. Yeah, they now run them. They own them. And because they're a left-wing ideology, because they're completely radical, uh, like left, like hardcore left-wingers always are, it it was only about free speech. It was only about you know resistance to authority when they didn't have any power. Right. As soon as they acquired power, it became about 
exerting that power and you know you give them an inch and they take a mile and using it against their political opponents it was only about you know equality and and equal say and equal speech and all that when they were when they didn't have any and in in many ways it's like um radical islam they they just want equality they just want equality and then as soon as they can exert any authority they do and everybody else has to go yeah, and that's the way it is now with these people. Is they've they've acquired the, you know, they've taken over all the commanding heights of society. Any institution you look at, the left runs, including now, as we've seen with Silicon Valley Bank, big business now is woke and ESG and you know diversity, inclusion, and equity, and you have risk managers that have never managed a risk in their life, but they manage multiple. LGBTQ, uh, <laughs> you know, cotillion uh, events. Um, you know, it's just, it's, they now run the show. I mean, they run the media, they run colleges, they run the government schools, they run um, social media, they run, they run everything. Yeah. And now it's a matter of squashing dissent anywhere there, there is any dissent. So I that's saw the, saw one of the liberal the evolution of the last fifty years. And when I saw one of the liberal commentators say that uh, the SVP bank was actually <laughs> the, the the GOP uh, or the uh, pro- progressive uh, ATM. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are companies. You know, you're supposed to be covered up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per account. <clears throat> I think that's the FDIC limit. And you had leftist companies like Etsy. That had hundreds of millions of dollars in that bank, yeah. and they're getting it all back. Yeah, and 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 and, 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 and Biden's trying to sit there with a straight face and say, "We're not, you know, it's not going to cost the taxpayers a dime." Well, the FDIC, anything over two hundred fifty grand per account exceeds the FDIC's limits, and the money's going to come from somewhere. So, There's only one place it can come from. It comes from uh, it comes from U.S. citizens. It comes from us uh, as taxpayers. Yeah, I mean, that's, the government never has any money. It only has what it takes from us. Exactly right. So it's unbelievable yeah. right now that we're bailing well, I mean, out. We're bailing out the man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're bailing. Yes, we're bailing out some of the biggest businesses in the history of the planet are getting a bailout now. It's it's. In, in, a, in a way, it's even worse than the banks. There was an, a scintilla of justification. I, don't, I didn't want to do it then. I opposed it then. But you can say the banking institutions, if they collapse, I, I didn't agree with this, but they said, you know, there, there's an argument to be made that if the banking institutions had failed in 2008, the whole economic system would collapse. There is no justification to say if Etsy goes out of business, the whole economic system collapses, so we have to bail them out. No, oh, I would say no, that. But, you know what, what we're watching that, right now is we're watching. Uh, I, I'm, we're perilously close to collapse of our economic system right now. But it's not because it's because primarily because of all the money that we've wasted and spent uh, under Biden, and now uh, the uh, chickens are coming home to roost, and uh, we, we're going to have to pay the price. Yeah. That, well, this is this has been a long time. This isn't. Like the Russia-Ukraine war, you know, this has not been, this is not a two-year event or a one-year event. This is not a recent event. Yeah. This is this is poisons being injected into the system for decades. Right. You know, it's it's like trying to kill an elephant with a blowgun. Absolutely. It's going to take a lot of darts, but eventually the elephant's going to go down. And right now the elephant is staggering because they've been blowing darts into it for decades. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I hope you'll check out lessgovernment.org. You can also follow uh, Less Government on Facebook as well. Seton, always appreciate This is such an interesting conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with uh, the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network.
you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Bob, it is my pleasure. Um, And I will tell you that... uh, in downtown sunny Naples right now at 61 degrees. It's a little chilly for my for my blood. <laughs> well, it's a little chilly for your early golf game, I'll say that much. Uh, it certainly does, and <laughs> it certainly is. So, uh, any good scoop going on in Naples? Well, they, the, the council, as we've been talking um, for the last couple of weeks, have been scheduling some meetings, and uh, as we talked last week, they... They scheduled a community meeting on on all the things that have been going on with the with the lots and the zoning and the heights and the everything else. And uh, they scheduled two public meetings, one last Thursday and uh, the next one. One was in an evening Thursday evening, and and the the next one was the next morning. Well, the one in the evening was a disaster because they had all these technical papers put on these tables, okay, they had a lot of people show up. Mm-hmm. The people didn't understand what the heck they were they were saying. The coordinator, unfortunately, was sick, okay, he was very sick, so he didn't show up. Um, the city manager gets up in the about the middle of this conversation or whatever and starts talking, and somebody from the audience said, why are you talking? This is supposed to be a listening meeting, which it was. They were supposed to be listening yeah. to what was said and what was proposed. So that was a, that was kind of a bust. The next morning went better, and the the consensus from the people, from all the people that were there, and I got to say two things real quick. Um, that were leave things alone. If you're going to do something, things like this, take your time and give us all a chance to really understand what's going on. You can't do it in two days, right? Uh, and how many people from the community are you going to get? Even though you can put it on TV and everything, I mean, it's just short notice. And so the only person who was really upset about this was McCabe, because he wants to run everything through. He wants to just shotgun everything through. So they left it now. They, they set it up for another meeting. And my gut feeling, Bob, is they're just going to do whatever the heck they want to do. Yeah. Um, I, 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 don't, I can't put that uh, you know, um, in writing, but I'm, I'm telling you that's just my, my gut feeling. Well, it, it and, just, uh, just to support that old notion, I mean, wouldn't you prefer to have... Here's a proposal. We footnoted the the reasons. We've got the examples, blah, blah. You know, that's been well-researched, and here are our recommendations, as opposed to some sort of a knee-jerk reaction based on something that happened during Ian. Well, that's exactly right, and after Ian, yeah. And, and it's the, the fact is, is that 
people need to know, you know, if I go to my architect and I say, look, here's my old property and this is what I want to build on it. And the architect said to me, well, you, we, 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 you, you can't do that right now because we don't know what you're going to be allowed to do. Well, FEMA's number one. We understand that, okay? Yeah. Um, and uh, so um, the, 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 the key is, Bob, that the consensus let's not do anything work to get us back to where we were, okay? And then take your time. I think they're, they're, they're trying to put a rush on before season is over, which is going to be in, what, uh, uh, three weeks, a month? Right. Um, uh, listen, look, do it the right way. And um, so then, uh, I, I don't know if I told you or not, uh, uh, when they had the gay pride last week, did I tell you that, uh, that the mayor all of a sudden in the middle of the speakers um, changed the time? They're supposed to have three minutes to speak each person, right? Uh-huh. Changed it to one. Changed it to one minute in the middle of the whole thing. People went crazy. All right, then council decided, well, we'll make it two minutes. I've never seen anybody out of, more out of control than she was. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I, I was feeling actually, literally feeling bad for her. But uh, anyway, they got that squared away, and uh, um, life will go on. So, um, but but other than that, I mean. Uh, it seems to, to for we switched gears for a second. Restaurants are busy. There's lots of traffic, and uh, Boy, I haven't there. seen any car carriers. I have to ask my expert, Linda, your wife, has yeah. you seen any uh, car carriers? Well, we did see a couple. We don't know if they were coming or going. Quite frankly, I <laughs> not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been unloading. Who knows? But uh, the point is that uh, we're this is the height of the season, and my goodness, you talked about traffic. It's just uh, sometimes you. Sitting at a stoplight, you wonder, is this is this intersection going to be cleared so we can actually cross it and uh, make a turn or whatever it might be? Because it's backed right. up all everywhere. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure you and I can both name a couple of them where you really just set your mind. You, it's going to be two turns, okay? Yeah. You're not going to make it on the, on, the, on the first turn, and it's okay. The weather's beautiful. You know, people are generally in... In, in, in good moods, restaurants are, are busy, hotels are busy. Uh, yeah. So, you know, let's take the good things that we have um, and, 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 and go from there. What do you think about national politics? Well, there's a lot going on right now. And uh, to me, I'm just, <laughs> I'm beginning to, uh, I'm really pleased on its slow progress. We're beginning to see now that the, the information they have on Hunter Biden it's all coming now to fruition. They've got the uh, uh, information from the Treasury Department about the uh, alarming or the uh, the deposits that were made, some of the bank, bank transa- transactions. They're learning a lot. So from my standpoint, uh, all I want is to see the uh, rule of law applied. Uh, let right. justice be blind. And uh, quite frankly, the way I see it right now, we've got so much uh, irresponsible and uh, unaccountable uh, activity in government. I just want to see it uh, stopped and see us get back to the rule of law. I think you want to run for office. Bill, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all the years that you've had your show, and I know we're out of time, I mean, all these years and everything, and the people that you have on and the the experts that when you sit and you just listen to your show and your guests um, other than me, you, you, I mean, these, these people really do know what they're talking about, and you can really learn a lot. Yeah. But, boy, you're right. It's, uh, there is a lot going on out there. Bill Barnett, again, former mayor of Naples, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Bob, you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day and a great weekend. You as thank well. You. Thank you so much, Bill. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And we've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow at the Cato, at the uh, uh, Pacific Legal Foundation. Also, Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston Space Architecture. And Phil Kirpin, um, uh, he, he will be joining us as well. Always appreciate his commentary. Uh, always appreciate your uh, thoughts on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend. Uh, that's one of the ways we increase our audience and uh, reward our advertisers for supporting the show. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.